Hello, welcome back, Facebook. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainees McNeil. I am your host for the evening. It is such a pleasure to be back before you guys. If you did not know the news, I am back. The, the podcast is back, and we are back with a new series called I Am Series that we started last week. And it was just powerful, just a revelation that God downloaded to my spirit to share with you guys. Um, so we're going to do a review of that. We're going to do a review what we talked about last week. And then we're going to get right into tonight's topic, which is I am chosen for the evening. So let's say a word of prayer as you come in, just come in ready to receive the word of God, ready to um, be affirmed, ready to be empowered, ready to have a fresh new perspective. The way that you came in to this podcast and to this live stream is not the way that you're going to leave. I declare and decree it by the way of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. So let's say a word of prayer so we can get right into tonight's podcast. Dear Heavenly Father God, we just thank you, Holy Spirit. For your presence, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, that you are worthy, that you are worthy to be praised, that without you, God, we are nothing, but with you, God, we are everything. God, we thank you, Father God, for allowing us this time, God, to read your word, God, to dive into that, Father God, your word, God, to get a better understanding of what you have, God, for us to receive in this hour and this season. Holy Spirit, God, I ask that, God, that you would just Come into our hearts, dear Father God, and may our hearts be receptive and may our eyes be open, God, and our ears be um, open, God, to listen to the voice of God and take heed, God, and surrender to it in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, that every person that is watching today, Father, doesn't matter what they have done, God, it doesn't matter what they have gone through, dear Father God, that they truly understand, God, their purpose, truly understand, God, who they are in you, and God, that may they be... Um, be lifted up, God. May they be encouraged. May they be, may they be empowered, Father God. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. And most importantly, that you shall get all the glory, honor, and praise, God. If one person, God, is blessed, if one person receives deliverance, if one person, God, receives that, God, um, a breakthrough, Father, then, Father, the assignment, God, has been fulfilled, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, God, that everything, God, will come to fruition, God, because you have said it to be so. So let your perfect will be done. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for those that are tuning in on Instagram and on Facebook Live. Thank you, guys, to guys to all of my viewers who tuned in last week. I have Melissa. My mom is watching currently. And listen, you guys know I'm not big on oh waiting for you know a lot of people to tune in. Like whoever is supposed to be on this live stream is who God meant for. Um, to listen to it, right? And guess what? There's a replay. It's a replay button. And also, this podcast is available, will be available, actually, on all of your podcast platforms. So if you're unaware of that, there it's available on Apple Podcasts, it's available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So it's available at any given time. So whoever is listening now, let's go. Let's, let's ride with it. But whoever wants to listen later, feel free to do so. All right, guys, so let's dive into the review of last week. We started with our new series called I Am, I Am Series. And what God laid on my heart with this series is to um, show um, or enlighten us on who God is. Because many of us, we have gone through life existing. We have gone through life existing and God has created us to live, to live for him, to live and to complete our God-given purpose. And how will we be able to do that if we don't understand who we serve, if we don't understand who God is 
as the I am. And what we learned last week is that I am is the self-given name given by God. But before that, Elohim or El, which is the Hebrew word for God, was being used to refer to God. And God, um, he introduced himself as I am to Moses, to Moses during that time in the burning bush. And he said, I am that I am. And we talked about that, that last week. I'm not going to go through every scripture um, reading it verbatim, but that's in Exodus 3 verse 14. So if you want to go back and read that scripture, trust me, you definitely want to read that whole, actually that whole chapter, Exodus 3 is very powerful and talking about um, Moses, Moses, um, journey into becoming the leader to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. So you definitely want to read that chapter. But then furthermore, we start getting into uh, who is I am? Who is I am? And we start talking about how even Jesus, he introduced himself. He introduced himself as I am in human flesh when the Sadducees and Pharisees were basically trying him and saying, you're not, you're not God. You're not God. And he had to come for them and let them know I am that I am. And I actually were here before you were even here. So he said that in John chapter eight, verse 48 through 59, these are just, you know, some key points that, you know, you can either watch last week's podcast or just jot these um, scriptures down as, as we go through the review. But what we talked about is um, seven points we said, who is I am? We were the, um, learning who God is as I am, which is self-giving name. Number one, we said that that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Or Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So sometimes people get get bent out of shape when you say God or, or sometimes if I refer to God or I say Jesus, guess what? They're one and the same. A part of a trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So if I'm saying God, then I'm saying Jesus. If I'm saying Jesus, I'm saying the Holy Spirit. They have different roles when it comes to the Trinity. However, they are one. So if I say God, then I'm saying Jesus as well. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that was in Exodus 26, 33 in the Amplified Version in John 14, verse 6. And then we also said that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. That without Jesus, we will have no direction that we, we lean unto Jesus because he's the one that shows us um, godly character. And when we, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit, when we depend on Jesus, then we are able to produce fruit, great fruit, great fruit. Without the vine, without the vine, we would not be able to produce great fruit. Number three, we said that Jesus is the light of the world. And we use references in the Old Testament and the New Testament to show and prove that Jesus is and was and is to become. Saying God yesterday, today, and forevermore, he is. So that was in Exodus 13, verse 17 through 22, and also in John 8, verse 12. We also refer to the I am as the bread of life. The bread, and we think of naturally, bread is nourishment nourishment to our bodies and if jesus is the bread of life it means that he is nourishment to our spiritual to our spirit man that everything that we need is in him everything we need is in jesus that's in deuteronomy 8 verse 3 and in john chapter 6 verse 32 through 35 number five we said that jesus is the good shepherd 
In the word of God, it talks about a shepherd, a great shepherd saying that he will leave, that Jesus said, I will leave the 99 for the one, meaning that I will leave the 99 sheep that are found for the one sheep that is lost, meaning that he will go above and beyond to make sure that we're protected, to make sure that we are found and that we do not get left behind. That's in Isaiah 40, verse 11, Amplified Version, and also John chapter 10, verse 11 through 14 in Amplified Version. Number six, we said that he is the door. In Psalms 18, 118, 20, it talks about him being the gate, being the way in. He's the door that whatever we need, we can't get it without going through him. He's the door, the gate, the gateway into everything, into our inheritance, what we're going to start talking about tonight being as being chosen. He's the door. If we want to tap into what, what um, our inheritance, we want to tap into the benefits of being a child of God, we have to go through the door. And that's also John 10, verse 9 in the Amplified Version. And last but not least, we said that Jesus is the first, last, and living one. He's the first, last, and living one. Meaning that nothing came before him, nothing will come after him. And even after that, guess what? He'll be alive and well. He still is alive and well. That after Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected, he proved that he is still living today. Nobody else has done that but him. Nobody else has ever died buried and risen in their own power. Jesus did that for Lazarus. He did that to prove um, that he's powerful, to prove that he can raise people from the dead. But Jesus rose himself from the dead to prove that all power is in his hands. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? So last week, again, we talked about the I am and just please go back to last week's podcast. You can go to face our Facebook page, I am imperfectly perfect on, on Facebook and on Instagram, I underscore am underscore imperfectly uh, perfect. And it's under, if they have, uh, I believe a, um, I believe it's a tab that I created saying I am series. So all of those particular series on Instagram will be under that as well. And then again, you can go to our podcast channels. All right, guys, let's get into tonight's podcast. Let's get into tonight's topic, which is I am chosen. I told you guys last week that that really the point of this series is to affirm and empower you guys so that you can know truly who you are in Christ. So there are going to be some affirmations that we're going to do every single week until God, you know, chooses me, tells me to stop um, or leads me to do something else rather. And well, the first thing he wanted me to affirm you is that you are chosen, that you are chosen. And we're going to get into what chosen means in a moment, but let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 22. I'm sorry. Let me change this scripture right quick. It's a wrong, um, wrong verse rather. So that's Matthew chapter 22, verse 14 in the NIV version. 
for those of you watching on Instagram, Matthew chapter 22, verse 14, and the New International Version. And it says, it says, for many are invited, but few are chosen. I love, I love this, um, this version. King James Version says, many are called, but few are chosen. But I love how in the NIV version, it talks about being invited. Because I know for me, <laughs> because I, I love looking up definitions, because I always want to know the meaning of words and understand um, just the foundation of what God meant when he said these words, because the King James, James version is the foundation. It is their original book. Um, as far as the Bible is concerned. However, I love the fact that we have other versions to refer to, to get a better understanding, because especially if um, King James uses a lot of thou and thus and where and to and all of that. And sometimes that can be un hard to understand. Hello, my brother, Dr. Pratt. Pastor Pratt on the line. <laughs> um, it can be hard to understand. So it's great to be able to refer. And some people shy away from that. But God would not have allowed people to create other versions um, if <laughs> he created, allowed them to do that so we can get a better understanding of his word. It's okay to refer to other um, versions of the word of God. So it says, for many are invited, but few are chosen. And let's let's get to the definition so you can understand why I chose that particular version. So called, we're going to compare called versus chosen. So called means to invite or command to meet. To invite or command to eat. To invite or command to eat. I mean, one second. I didn't put in my notes, but I had a... Um, I had a the, the scripture for um, Jesus when he invited, when he broke down in Matthew. And let me go a little further up. There we go. So that's the key scripture, but I'm going to read a little further and just bear with me. So in the NIV version, read in Matthew chapter 22, all the way down to 14. So it says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who, ha who have been invited, excuse me, that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fat and cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. I don't know about you, but my favorite part, my favorite part about weddings, besides the dancing, because I love to dance, is the food. Like, I, I look forward to the food. So if I was invited to a dinner, I don't even care, like, if I really didn't know them. If they're going to have great food, I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> I'm coming. If I'm invited to, you know, an event, yeah, how's the food going to be? Some people are, are foodies. If you're foodies out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's one of that's one of the things you ask, okay? How's the ambiance going to be? How's the food going to be? Those are questions you ask before you go somewhere. Yes, bro. He said, me too. I'm coming. 
Listen, like great food, that's definitely going to get me there. But furthermore, let's keep going. One moment, guys. All right. So in verse um, verse five, it says again, but they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. Wow. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. My God. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you can find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there was not wearing wedding clothes. Who could you imagine? I mean, let's just use me, for example. I just recently got married in July. And although we didn't really have, quote unquote, a wedding attire or people ask okay what is your wedding attire some people they say where are all whites in my wedding or i'm having a bohemian wedding or i want you to be elegant so you need to wear wedding gowns or you know certain people have certain styles you know ours was like okay dress dressy uh be dressed a dressy attire so if somebody asks you what the wedding attire is you need to dress according to what the tire should be right so if you if you are the bride or the groom and you looking around and say oh everybody looks nice and you know they're dressing according to what i asked and what i requested and then you turn around and you see somebody wearing jeans and a white t-shirt you won't be looking sideways right you might even want to tell them to leave because they went against what you requested, what you asked. And basically, in a nutshell, when it says wedding clothes, mean that they were not prepared, meaning that they were not fully armored, meaning that they were not ready to be. Ooh, they were not ready to be the chosen. They did not belong because they did not. Ooh, they were not. Um, armored in the right clothing. So comparing it to our spiritual selves, that we have to be armored, the full armor of God. We have to be equipped. We have to allow ourselves to have godly character. This is what being chosen means. We have to allow ourselves to have godly character. This is why we talked about I am last week to learn about the vine and the brand and being the, connected to the vine so that we can know what godly character is, which is in um, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We have to know these things so that when Jesus comes back for his bride, we are without spot or wrinkle without blemish. So in verse 11 again says, but when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there was not wearing a wedding, wedding, not wearing wedding clothes, excuse me. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. 
Then the king's told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Many are invited, but few are chosen because the time or day is going to come where many think that, ooh, many think that they're going to get into heaven, but they have not lived the life that God has chosen for them to live. They have not done things in the name of the Lord. They have done things to get recognition for themselves. They have done things with ill intentions. God knows our heart. He knows our true intentions. And that is what it's talking about. God doesn't God doesn't know you're not properly armored. You're not properly equipped. <laughs> laughing at my mom. But yes, yeah, so for again, the key scripture, Matthew 22, verse 14, for many are invited, but few are chosen. So this definition, we're going to go to the definition of called. Called means to invite or a command to meet. But to be chosen means selected or marked for favor or special privilege. To be selected or marked for favor or special privilege. To be selected. Think about it. And then the other def the other uh, simplified, simplified definition is elect. And I love the fact of using the word elect because thinking about um, last year when we were um, in one of the biggest elections in, I know, of my lifetime, um, as far as the election of our late um uh, latest late i want to say late because it seems like he passed away but our previous there we go our previous um president president trump and then now our current president president biden and thinking about out of so many out of so many candidates so many people were running right and then they had to go through the primary they, they were going and they were traveling all across the country going to having rallies and and getting people to um, hear their, their standpoints, to hear their point of views and how they're going to run the country if they are chosen as president. Chosen as president. We have to literally, in order to be chosen, my God, you have favored, you are selected by so many people. You are selected by so many people. You are selected beyond, think about how many people, think about how many people are on this earth. How many people on this earth? And if God chooses you, my God, how powerful is that to know that out of so what I don't even know the exact number. Just think about over a trillion people, and God chose you in spite of your flaws, in spite of your imperfections, in spite of your downfalls, in spite of you know the fact that you're moody, the fact that you can always be um depended on, the fact that you know one minute you're this way, another minute you're you're that way, but God still chose you. It says selected or marked for favor or special 
privilege. Selected or marked for favor or special privilege. We are elected out of all the candidates, we have been elected. Let's continue. And the thing is, when I was studying, I was like, wow, God, this is so powerful. Just thinking about how everybody talks about us having free will. And that used to always, always um, cause me to think like, okay, we have free will. If we have free will, right? But God knows the beginning and what's going to happen. And God knows our um, our past. God knows our future. God knows our present. So he knows the decision that we're going to make even before we make them. Even before we make them. So every decision, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Every decision that we make is predetermined. So do we really have free will? God created us to make decisions, but he has already predetermined our decision. He already knew that I was going to backslide a few years ago, but then I was going to come right back into alignment and get right back into position to fulfill my God-given purpose. Why? Because I'm chosen. He already knew that. He already knew that you were going to make the mistakes that you made. He already knew that that you were going to experience hurt. He already knew that you were going to go through a season where you're like, God, do I really want to be here? Do I really want to be in this position? Do I really want to serve you? God already knew that you're going to be facing these decisions, but yet he knows that you're going to come back. Yet he knows who's going to truly choose and why, because he predetermined who his elect would be. He predetermined it. Let's go to John 15, verse 16. I'm going to read from the Amplified Vision. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed and placed you, and placed and purposefully, excuse me, planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whenever, whatever you ask of the father in my name, as my representative, my God, he may give to you. My God. God says, I have chosen you and I've appointed and placed and purposefully planted you. We talked about last week how God strategically put us in certain places. He has selected our parents, he selected our mother and our father. He selected what city we're going to be born in. He selected what day we're going to be born on. He selected the particular time that we're going to be born. He knows the numbers on our head. He knows just the pathway we're going to take. He knows the college we're going to go, go, go to. He knows the, the jobs that we're going to have. He knows the career that we're going to choose. Why? Because he predetermined it. God appointed and placed and purposefully planted you. Why? Because he wants us to bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit. What fruit? We talked about that last week in Gal Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We talked about Fruit, meaning that that is godly character, having patience, having faith, having long suffering, having joy, having these things. 
These are fruit that God said that we must bear, that we must bear fruit and keep on bearing. It doesn't end. We keep on bearing fruit. But what I love in the, in the end of this verse, it says, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name as my representative, we are representations of Christ. We are chosen to represent God. That to me is such an honor. It's such a privilege and an honor to be chosen by God to say, for him to say, I want you to represent me. The creator of all things, my God, I'm getting emotional. The creator of all things chose for us to represent him out of so many people. Many are called, few are chosen, many, meaning that many have been invited. There have been people that heard about Jesus Christ. There have many, there have been many people that have heard um, of the word of God, have experienced having a relationship with Christ, and yet and still choose to turn away from him and to never return. God knew that there were going to be people that turned his back on him. Many are called, many are invited, are invited to the dinner, are invited to the feast. But how many people truly have answered the call? That's what being chosen means, meaning that you answered the call. It's one thing so many people think about even going back to weddings of how you send out invitations. Ooh, sarabaya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You send out invitations to a certain amount of guests, right? And on the invitation, you have RSVP, which is short for reservation. It's for reserving their spot, saying that they want to come to your wedding or they are unable to attend. So you can have 100 guests and invite a hundred guests, but maybe only 50 of them say they're able to come. And ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit, you're so good. And, and with this, as a, as a recent bride, you have a thing called A-list, B-list, C-list. Some people have D-list, D-list, I'm not doing all of that. So you have the people that you really want to be there, right? And then those people can't make it. Then you have a B list. It's like, all right, they can't make it. You know what? I have these people and I'm going to invite them because, you know, I want them to be there, but I don't have enough room. So I'm going to have these lists so that I still have that certain number that I'm looking for to attend my wedding. So going back to the story in Matthew 22, 14 of how in Jesus was talking about how he invited a certain amount of people, but there were a lot of them who did not answer that call and who did not deserve to come to the feast. So now he went from those first, that first list that he chose. Now he said, you know what? They didn't make the cut. So now I want you to go to all the street corners. I want you to invite the good and the bad. And I want to see who, who is actually going to answer that call. Who actually is going to answer and, res and reserve um, and actually answer the call to be uh, a part of this wedding, be a part of this feast. 
who's actually going to come? Who's actually going to be dressed the part? Who's actually going to be having the wedding clothes that I require to attend this feast? So Jesus already had other people in mind, but he gave those first group an option. He gave them the option. They knew about it, but they didn't answer. They ignored the invitation. They ignored the invitation. But then God was, Jesus was like, listen, those people that look on the outside, they look like they should be a part of this feast. But you know what? They don't want to be a part of it. So I'm going to choose the ones. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to choose the ones that on the outside, they they look like they should not be a part of my um of my um heirs. They should not be my heirs. However, because they choose me, because they answered the call. So even though they are prostitute, even though they had a past of alcoholism, even though they had a past of being a drug addict, even though they had a past of um commit that they had thoughts of committing suicide, even though they come from a past of being a thief, from a past of being a liar, you know what? In spite of that, I'm going to invite them anyway, and I'm going to see if they um, RSVP to my feast, see if they actually answer the call. And if they answer the call, I'm going to accept them into my wedding. Why? Because I'll clean them up. I'll transform them. I'll change their life. I'll turn their life around. Because all I was requiring is for them to say yes. I didn't care about what they looked like on the outside. I didn't care about their past. I didn't, oh, Jesus, I don't care of what they did, what where they came from. All I ask is that they say yes. That they don't give me a thousand excuses of why they didn't answer the call. That they don't come to me saying, Lord, um, tomorrow, I'll come tomorrow. But guess what? Tomorrow's not promised. The word of God says, no man knows the hour or the day when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will return. So we must not have the mindset of saying, you know what? I want to come to church tomorrow. You know what? I'm going to get my life right next week. Why? Because next week may not be here. This day that you're living now may be your last. The fact that you're tuning in here on this live or even watching the replay, this is your lifeline to know. Choose ye this day who you will serve. And the thing is, God is already predestined. He already predestined who his chosen will be. He selected you. So don't allow the enemy to, um, to deceive you in thinking that just because you have a past, just because you made mistakes, just because you have weaknesses, that God won't love you, that God won't forgive you of your, of your sins, that God won't forgive you of your past mistakes. If you hear God calling you, know that you have been chosen by him. And it's up to you to answer the call. It's up to you to say yes. Yes to his will 
and yes to his way. That's what he requires. That's what he's that's what he's looking for. That's what God is looking for. My God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So to know that God chose us, we did not choose him. And in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument, Jesus. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This was God talking to Jeremiah. God has chosen us. He has chosen us for such a time as this. Each and every person has been chosen to live in a certain decade, in a certain time. He's chosen us. Many are called, few are chosen. How many people are going to answer the call today? How many people are going to say, yes, Lord, I hear you calling me. Yes, Lord. I've been, I've been walking away. I've been coming up with excuse after excuse, but Lord, I hear you. God, I'm ready to get right. God, I'm ready to get right today. You know what? I feel the Holy Spirit leading me. We're going to move on soon, but I feel the Holy Spirit leading for me to do a call of rededication right now. Because many of you, I believe that if you're not watching now, maybe you'll watch, watch later. You're in, in a state of uh, a backslidden state. And you're playing with time. You are playing with time. You have told God, Lord, I want to get back. I want to get back under your grace. But Lord, I'm not ready. Because I can, I can tell you this. I've been there. Because if, if sin wasn't pleasurable to our flesh, we would not be doing it. And some of you say, you know what? I'm loving this life, this life of sin. I'm loving it. And I don't want to give that up. But I tell you, a life with God, a life with Jesus Christ is better than a life full of sin. Because the gratification that you get from sin is only temporary. Whew. But the pleasure and gratification you get from having a relationship with Jesus Christ is eternal. It's forever. That when this life here is over, you will still benefit from having a relationship with him. So I'm going to pause in this in this message to do the call of rededication for those of you that have been dibbling, dabbling and living one life in the church and one life in the world. And you finding yourself struggling to choose, struggling to say, Lord, I'm ready to come back. You hear him calling. If you hear him calling you right now, I encourage you to say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, here I am. 
I hear you calling me. And Lord Jesus, I'm ready to come home. I've made so many mistakes and I've tried to live this life without you. But I know without a shadow of doubt, Jesus, that I need you back into my life. Because this life without you, God, is meaningless. But Father, I know that with you, God, all things are possible. So Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life and be my Lord and Savior once again. Forgive me, Lord, for everything that I have done wrong. I repent. And Lord, I surrender myself to you. And say, God, I'm not going back to what was and the behaviors that I once had. For Jesus, I ask that you come back and be my Lord and Savior so that I can live a life for you. A life full of purpose. And I thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right with you. For for giving me forgiveness and washing me and making me whole again. I love you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you pray that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back. You have a new chance, another chance to get it right. Another chance to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. Another chance to go out and preach the gospel. Another chance to lead other souls to Christ. But you now also will have eternal life in heaven when this life here is over. Which is what we're going to get into now. Now that you have come back under God's grace, let's talk about some benefits of being chosen. Benefits of being chosen. You know what? Before I do that, let's also offer the gift of salvation. And what I love about the Holy Spirit is that you may have a plan of what, you know, how the timeline and a program, quote unquote. But I feel the Holy Spirit wanting, wanting me to offer the gift of salvation so that once you actually accept them into your life, then we can start talking about those benefits. Because what's the point of talking about those benefits of being chosen if you not have, have not accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior? So before we start talking about the benefits of being chosen, I and I represent or I present Christ to you, the one who died on the cross for our sins, the one who shed his blood for you and me. The one who died on Calvary was bruised and chastised for our iniquities. Jesus. The one who is our healer, the one who's our savior, the one who lives forevermore. Jesus. He's everything you need. He'll be your father. He'll be your mother. He'll be your friend. He'll be your help. He'll be your keeper. He'll be your strength. Whatever you need is in Jesus. So I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. 
and that as been as I've been listening to this podcast, I realized that you've been missing in my life. I need you, Jesus, in my life as my Lord and Savior. I have done so many things wrong, but Jesus, I know that you died for me, and I believe it in my heart that you died for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life eternally. So Jesus, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. I repent of everything that I have done wrong. And I ask you, Lord, that you wash me, make me whole, renew me, Lord God. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, to God be the glory. Welcome into the body of Christ. You are now an heir to the throne of God. My God, happy birthday. Happy birthday now. Now it's time to celebrate. Now it's time to celebrate. Why? Because now you have some benefits. <laughs> now you have some benefits. It's nothing like to think about it, compare it to a job. And you get a nice job and they say, you know what? We have some benefits. You get a 401k package and you get uh, paid vacations and time off and you get bonuses for Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of those things. Yeah, it's nothing like having a job with privileges, but even better than that, having a life, eternal life, a privileges. Why? Because of who you're connected to, because of who you are and whose you are. You are heirs to God's throne. So number one, benefits of being chosen, eternal life. A benefit of being chosen is having eternal life. We just represented Christ and presented Christ to others. And now because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you have um, let Jesus come back into your heart, you will have eternal life. You don't have to worry about where you're going after this life here is over, you will be seated in heavenly places with our creator, with our father and Jesus, our Lord and savior. Let's go to John 3, 16, Amplified version. It says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's what you did. It said, whoever believes, whoever dearly prize, whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish, but you will have eternal life. How powerful is that? This is your benefits package. (laughs) This is a part of your benefits package package as being chosen by God. Let's continue. It's more. It's more. We're always more. Number two, you are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. 
my god could you oh my gosh that blew my mind when i was reading this passage of scripture and it said we are not just heirs of god but we are co-heirs with jesus christ the son of god the savior when we accept jesus christ as lord and savior we are now co-heirs with jesus and heirs of god why because jesus christ is the son of god so therefore we are co-heirs why because we are chosen by god we are sons and daughters of the most high god therefore we are co-heirs with jesus christ i mean talk about a benefits package like how how do you not be excited about something like that Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 16 through 17. In the Amplified Version, it says, The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us, excuse me, that we believers are children of God. And if we are his children, you and me, then we are his heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. We share his, oh my God, we share a spiritual blessing inheritance with Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. You have to get excited about that. And then it says, if indeed we share in his suffering, here's the kicker. If indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. And see, sometimes people want to experience the benefits, but they don't want to put the work in. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. People want to experience the benefits of being chosen, but they don't want to put the work in. So this is why God said in, in his word, he said, all right. You accept me as set me, set my son as Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And yes, that's good, but guess what? You still gotta put the work in. You still gonna have to suffer. You still gonna have to go through trials and tribulations. You still are going to have to put the work in. You still gonna have to go out and do what I told you to do. You're still gonna have to endure some things for my name's sake. Instead, if you want to continue to be an heir to my throne, you have to share in the suffering that Jesus suffered so that we may also share in his glory. Because even on a, on a job, when you first work in a job and, you, and you're at an orientation, thank you, Holy Spirit, with these analogies. Listen, this is, this is not coming from me. It's coming from God himself. When you start a new job, you have an orientation and they let you know about the benefits that you're going to receive from that job. But guess what? You have a trial period. Most jobs give you 90 days to prove. Most jobs give you 90 days to prove that you are... um qualified to receive this the benefits but guess what y'all god doesn't treat us that way as soon as we accept jesus christ as lord and savior he said you're heir to my throne like what 
You are an heir to my throne as soon as you accept my son as your Lord and Savior. You are an heir to my throne. My God. Like, I'm just blown away. Why? Because he said many are called, many are invited, but few are chosen. Many people turned their back on God, but you didn't. So because of that, God says you are an heir. Who, my God, you are an heir. Thank you, Dr. Pratt. You are an heir. Thank you, mommy. You are an heir to God's throne. Guess what, y'all? Number three. We are royal. We are royal. We're royalty. One of my favorite movies is Coming to America. And thinking about just, oh my gosh, I just love Coming to America. The first one. The second one, eh, not so much. But <laughs> the first one, just seeing just them just coming in with their, their gowns and their crowns and just seeing just the beautiful decor that's in the palace and seeing how, you know, they, um, how it's gold, gold, um, everything, gold toothbrushes, just like the floor is gold and just thinking about that. But guess what? Nothing, none of that can compare to what we're going to experience in heaven. In the word of God, I don't know the, the exact reference right now, but it's in Revelation that talks about having streets of gold, the gates being gold, walking on streets of gold. And then when you are truly serving Christ the way we need to, the God says that I will give you a crown. I don't know about you. I don't just want to be accepted into heaven. I want to receive a crown. I want to receive a crown. But guess what? In order to receive a crown, you got to suffer some things. You got to, ooh, you got to endure some things. God's not going to give you a crown and you ain't, you did the bare minimum. No. You're going to have to endure some things for his namesake. For his name's sake, you want to have to adore some things. If Why? Because God says, listen, my son, he had to suffer some things so that you could have eternal life. I sent him down to die on the cross for your sins, for him to shed his blood, for him to be chastised and bruised, for him to experience people talking about him, lying on him, people, and for people to turn their back on him. And you think you're not going to have to endure some things? You can experience the benefits, but do not think that you're not going to have to go through some things. But guess what? God will strengthen you. God will be there with you every step of the way. It's not an easy ride and nothing was meant to be easy at work. There are moments where I don't you know really want to work. I do love my job, but in moments I'm like, oh, I wish I could just stay home. But you have, and if you want to receive that paycheck, if you want to receive that benefits package, you won't go to work. And that's what God is saying. 
He's saying, I'm letting you know everything that you can experience. But he said in his word again, it says, heirs of God and fellow heirs of Christ sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. If indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. So we're going to have to be able to and be willing to suffer sometimes. But guess what? There are seasons where you suffer and there's, there's, there are seasons where you experience the favor of God. There is no favor like God. I tell you, when you are favored by God, can no man shut that door? If God has chosen that for you, if God has particularly chosen you for that path, chosen you for that position, chosen you to um, to receive that house, chosen you to receive that promotion, can't no man stop that. Can't no man get in the way of that. Why? Because you're chosen and you are royal. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 9 through 10 in the Message Bible, it says, But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Y'all, that just got me hyped. To tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. God, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. God turned us from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. You may have been rejected by the world, but God says you are accepted by me. You may have been rejected, God forbid, from your parents, but God says I have accepted you as my heir to my throne. Why? Because you have accepted the call. You have accepted the invitation. And because of that, I will restore everything that the canker worm has stolen from you. You don't have to worry about being rejected. You don't have to worry about that. Yes, people are still going to reject you. What? But God says, I've accepted you. I don't know about you, but if God accepts me, I'm not worrying about everybody else rejecting me. Why? Because the one who created me accepts who I am. The one who created me saw my flaws. The one, oh Jesus, the one who created me saw me from nothing and made me into something. The one who saw that I was unqualified and said you're qualified. I care that my God has accepted me. So yeah, you were rejected. Yeah, you were hurt. Yeah, you were abandoned. But God says, I found you. I called you. And you accepted my call. You accepted my call. My God. Yes, mommy. Thank you, God, for accepting me. Me and my many moods. Thank you for accepting me, God. Whew, Jesus. So grateful. So grateful. We are royal. Three more. We talking about benefits of being chosen. Number four. 
God has given us authority in our God-given purpose. When we truly accept the call and we walk in our purpose, God has given authority to have dominion over the earth. My God. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. I love this passage of scripture. Like I've read it in different topics and it is relevant in every single thing. So it says, then God said, let us, and I love the Amplified version because it lets you know who us is. It says, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, which is the Trinity, make man in our image according to our likeness not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, and he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over and dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. My God. My God. God has given us authority to rule over the earth. Authority that whatever purpose God has given you, he's given you authority to rule in that purpose, to rule in that dominion that he's given. What, what is the dominion that God has given you? Whether it be in the marketplace, whether it be in entrepreneurship, whether it be in catering, what is the dominion that God has given you? as chosen people, as a royal priesthood and a chosen generation, what is the dominion that God is giving you? And are you walking in authority that God is giving you? Are you using it? It says be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Subjugated, putting it under your power and rule over, dominate the fish of the sea. So they're just talking about dominate, dominate whatever area that God has appointed you to be in. God says to dominate in that. God says to dominate in that, my God, dominate. Own it, dominate, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number five, another benefit, transformation. We just talked about when God says we're royal, he took us from nothing to something. He transformed us. Many of us had a past. And if we took time to tell our testimony about where God has brought us from, I'm telling you, if it was not for God, where would we be? 
point blank period. Where would we be without him? God has transformed our lives once we accept, oh, once we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God says, you know what? I'm going to transform them. Thinking about Paul's story of how he was once whoo, sarabaya, a killer of Christians. And then God, when he accepted the call, accepted the invitation, God took him from a killer, an assassin, oh, assassinator of Christians and turned him into urabasia, a fisher of men leading many Christians to life. Leading many Christians to the body, to the Lord Jesus Christ. He went from an assassinator to an apostle, establishing order in so many churches during that time. God took him from nothing to something, rejected to accepted transformation 2nd Corinthians 5 17 says and amplified it says therefore if anyone is in Christ that is grafted and joined to him by faith in him as savior he is a new creature reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit the old things the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away behold new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life my lord my god spiritual awakening brings new life so what what was is no longer here. The host said the old things, the previous immoral and spiritual condition, they have passed away. They are behind you. Behold, new things have come. So whatever you did, those that accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those who rededicated their life back to Christ, don't allow the enemy to throw your past back in your face. Why? Because those old things are behind us, have passed away, and new things have come before you. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Last but not least, part of the benefits package of being chosen is we will never be defeated. We will never be defeated. Ooh, Sarabaya, I love that song. We will never be defeated. We will never be defeated. We will never be defeated. I love that song. But God says we will never be defeated. We are victorious. We are victorious. Why? Because we're chosen. In Isaiah 54, verse 17, in the Amplified Version, it says, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. The heritage. In other words, part of our inheritance, the part of our heritage, the part of our culture as servants of the Lord is 
our vindication from God. That no weapon will be able to form against us. It will not succeed. It didn't say that it won't form. That It didn't say that the weapons won't form. It said that it won't succeed. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. So even when the enemy tries it, even when he tries to attack your mind, when he tries to attack your body, when he tries to attack your family, tries to attack your finances, tries to come at any different way to get you to uh, fall, because you're chosen, God says it will not succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. It's a part of our heritage as servants of the Lord. My God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Part of our inheritance. So let's go over this benefits package one more time. Benefits of being chosen. Number one eternal life we have eternal life number two heirs of god and co-heirs with jesus christ Whew, that's so powerful number three we are royal royalty number four god has given us authority in our god-given purpose to have dominion over the earth to dominate dominate in your korabaya dominate Whatever God is appointing you to do, dominate in that thing. Number five, transformation. God has transformed us from nothing to something. Ooh, rabaya. From rejected to accepted. Jesus. And number six, we will never be defeated. No weapon that forms against us will be able to prosper. No weapon. No weapon. Hallelujah. I pray that everybody was blessed this evening, that you really receive empowerment and really were encouraged by tonight's message, and that you go back and listen to this again and or watch it, whichever you choose. And in moments where the enemy tries to convince you that you're not chosen, go back and remind him of your benefits package. Go back and remind him of who you are. And whose you are. Why? Because we serve the I am. The true and living God. The all sufficient one. We serve the true and living God. We serve the one that created everything. And God said we are chosen. He gave us an invitation and we accepted it. We accepted it. So we need to own it. We need to say I am chosen. We need to declare and decree that. We need to affirm ourselves. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. And if you have to put that thing on your wall, put I am chosen on your mirror, write it on a post-it note, write it, you know, put, find a picture, put it on your phone. I am chosen so you can have a reminder to yourself of who you are in Christ so that you can have the boldness and confidence to own that thing and walk in the authority God has given you. So I encourage you tonight. I pray that you are blessed. I pray that you are uplifted and that you would really own it and walk in it. I love you guys so much. If you want to continue to follow us on um, this platform, I am imperfectly perfect, please go and um, 
follow us on Imperfectly Perfect on Facebook. I am Imperfectly Perfect on Facebook. We also are available on Instagram at I underscore am underscore Imperfectly Perfect. We also are available on all podcast platforms, all podcast platforms, streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So look out for all of those things. Trust me, share this live, share it with people that may have been down and out and they need to be encouraged to say that God has chosen you for a cert for such a time as this and that whatever you're going through, trust me, the benefits of being chosen is worth enduring. It's worth enduring a little, just for a little while. I love you guys so much. Continue to keep up and continue to pray. Continue to pray for me as I come before you guys. And I will definitely be praying for you guys. I love you guys so much. I pray that you have a wonderful night. Have a good evening.